0: The Middle School Mystery Man by u slash Silent Joker 780 This story takes place a few years back. I was 16 and my cousin who was with me was 21 at the time. We'll call him Jay. We're rural town boys, never really much to do. Jay and I grew up together, so we were very close. We always did everything together. One night, he decided to stay at my house with me while my parents were out of town. We didn't really do much, made some food, played some video games, etc. It wasn't long before we kind of got bored. In the past, Jay and I had gone for night walks. Just around the neighborhood, and we could just walk around and talk about stuff. Things that were bothering us, girls, whatever really came up. That particular night, Jay had suggested that we go for a night walk. He had a lot on his mind at the time, and as did I, so this walk was going to be a little longer than the usual ones. I live about two miles from our old middle school, however, it's not in the direction of the nearest town, so we don't ever see it. We had decided that we wanted to roam over there just to hang out and talk about our different times spent there. Take a trip down memory lane. When we got there, we looked at the building through the chain-link fence for a while. We sat there, pointing at stuff and telling each other stories for about a half an hour. By this point, it had already been about 12 a.m. Jay had suggested that we hop the fence and sit down at the ramada, a roofed shelter, That was closer to the school building, but not quite close enough to the cameras that were attached to the building. I agreed with this idea, and I wasn't really tired, and still had more things on my mind to talk about. I remember walking over to the Ramada, seeing from a distance that the only camera facing the gym building had been broken, and was hanging down pointing at the ground. And I remember thinking about kids playing wall ball and accidentally throwing a ball too high on occasion when I was at school, so I didn't think much of it. Jay and I sat there and talked for a while when I had realized that it was already 2 a.m. I was just about to say to him we should probably head back when we heard a loud metal door of the gym suddenly open. There were windows in the doors for the gym and there had been no lights on in there at any point. So it was pitch black in there the whole time we were there. We ducked down and peeked over the wall to see who was coming. The school had lights all around the building. The Ramadan did not. So we could see him very well and we were hoping and thinking that he couldn't see us. The man that walked out didn't look like anyone we recognized in our times there, nor did he look like he even belonged there at all. He was a very dirty, ragged-looking man. Long hair, probably about shoulder length, and he was wearing a black hoodie with the hood up. We tried as hard as we could to not move or make any noise as we watched this man walk out. Look up at the sky and take a deep breath, and then walk behind the school's tool shed, which was about 15 feet to the left of the door we came out of. Upon getting behind there, he let out a sound that I could only describe as a growl. Then we heard a loud bang, almost as if he punched the back of the shed. Jay and I gave each other a a what-the-fuck look before whispering to each other that we needed to hop a different fence and get out of there. We looked back, and he was already back by the gym door. We crouch-walked out of the ramada and a little ways out before we decided to stand up and make a mad dash to a way farther out fence. When we got to the fence, we looked back and didn't see the man anymore. Jay hopped the fence, and as I was climbing up, I heard him say, Oh shit, hurry up! As he jumped onto the fence and grabbed my jacket to tug me upwards. When I got back up top and was dropping to the other side, I looked back to see the man had circled around and was only a few yards away from us, with something in his hands. My skin started crawling, and I was sure he was holding a hammer. He had stopped when I got over to the fence and was just staring at us. But then as we started to jog away, we looked back and saw him sprint to the fence and hop it a lot faster than we did. Upon seeing this, we began to sprint as fast as we could until we had gotten to my house. We had taken a longer way with more turns and had lost him very early on. We made sure everything was locked in the house, grabbed one of my dad's guns and the two dogs, and we slept in my room. Nothing happened that night, so we did lose him for sure. We never did find out who was there or why. But we never went there on a night walk ever again, that's for sure. My friendly Demon Jeffrey by u slash Angel 10426 So to give you guys some background, my whole family is pretty spiritually awakened, but out of everyone, I seem to be the most in touch with all of it. This started when I was about 12 and got stronger as I grew up. I'm almost 15 now. This post will kind of be all over the place, so please, just bear with me. A couple months ago, I was sitting in my parents' bed while they were in the living room, watching TV. The way our house is set up, I could see parts of the living room from my parents' room because there was a balcony right outside, and it looked over the living room. Anyways, I was sitting there in my bed with the door open, so I could still hear their TV and everything, but... I noticed a shadow walk from my parents' closet to their bedroom. I wasn't paying much attention to its energy, so I just figured it was one of my grandparents who enjoy visiting me often. I said something along the lines of, I see you, or I can hear you. And nothing else really happened. We have motion lights all over our house, so we don't have to turn on the light all night if we wake up for something and all of the pets were downstairs with my parents because our dog was too lazy to climb the stairs. But the lights in my room kept going off as if someone was pacing around the room, purposefully setting them off. I didn't mind it, I just figured it was my grandpa, saying hi. This was my first encounter with Jeffrey. I'll explain the name later on. My grandpa is the most active when my mother is in bed alone because my dad's working night shifts. She can feel him sitting on the end of her bed. She gets creeped out by this and asks him to leave, and he usually does. So this is why I thought it was him at first. About a week later, I was talking to my mom about it and telling her how I always felt something in her closet. And she had told me she felt the same way. We talked about it some more and came to the conclusion that whatever it was in her closet, it wasn't someone we knew, and wasn't something that had lived on this earth. My mother told me how she felt this entity as a child and how it used to be attached to my grandfather. And now it's attached to her. And she even sees him during her sleep paralysis. We both felt that it was more of a masculine figure, and he wasn't a good entity. But he's never hurt us. That day, I decided to give him a name. I thought it should be something funny to take away fear he might cause. I choose Jeffrey, but my mom later called him Fred or Frederick. Since discussing Jeffrey with my mother, it seems he's been more present in my life. Jeffrey usually stayed in my parents' closet, but would sometimes venture out to the balcony. I would see his shadow up there, and thinking back to it, now I i knew it wasn't my grandparents. But lately he's ventured to right outside of my room, which is only about five feet away from the balcony, but he's there almost every night. It seems he's getting closer and closer to me. Maybe he's moving his attachment from my mother to me. And there's another motion light outside of my room that faces the stairs. No windows or anything that could be moving. He paces past my room, and the light usually kicks off and on about three times before he stops. Sometime I feel him in my room, but I don't think he can stay long. Or maybe he just gets bored. But, like I said, I don't feel like he wants to hurt me. And every night I see him walk past my door, I tell him a quick goodnight and wish him a good evening. I personally believe he got into the house in the first place because of a legend I heard about two mirrors facing each other. It's apparently a portal, but I don't know if that's true or not, so don't quote me. I don't feel threatened by him, and I don't see any reason to banish him. I won't hesitate to if he so much as leaves a scratch on me. Anyways, I just wanted to share my story on here. I guess I'll update you with any more Jeffrey stuff. An Unfortunate Craigslist Horror Story By You Slash Midnight We Creep I recently just lost my phone. It's been a pretty rough month. So I decided to go on Craigslist and get a new one. I ran past an iPhone 8 ad. It was posted up by some guy named Dave. The phone was around $200, which was... Pretty cheap for a 128 gig iPhone. At first I found it a bit dodgy, but I eventually convinced myself to reply to the post with my contact details. The guy texted me back like 15 minutes later, followed by three pictures of the phone itself. I asked if we could meet up in a public restaurant that was like half a mile away from my house, you know, just to be safe. I asked my older brother to tag along with me, as it would make me feel much more comfortable. The following afternoon, me and my brother went on our way to meet up with the guy. He seemed pretty decent, well-dressed, and presented. He said he was from the next town and, and was selling the phone because he had just bought a brand new one and how he obviously needed the cash. We did the transaction, then we all went on our way. The story doesn't end there, though. A few days later, I'm at home, minding my own business, when I heard what sounded like two small stones hitting my bedroom window. I looked out of my window to see no one there. I thought it was just my older brother goofing around as usual, so I kind of brushed it off. I called down to him and I heard him reply from his bedroom, which was just opposite of my bedroom door. It was still bright and sunny outside, so I just assumed it might have been the kids in our neighborhood. And I then heard the garage door slide open. I didn't hear my mom's car engine run, and besides, she normally signaled for us to open the garage door honking the horn. And it was a bit too early for her to be home already. I walked towards my brother's room, who was already storming out of his room to fix the mess he had made in the kitchen. We both decided to run down the stairs before hearing what sounded like someone trying to break down a door. It was the door connected to the kitchen that leads to the garage, but why would our mom be trying to break down the door? It probably took us like six seconds to realize what was happening before I ran to our house phone to dial 911. My brother grabbed a baseball bat and yelled out to whoever it was that there were people in the house and that 911 was on its way. The guy immediately bolted out of the house, running through our front yard past our living room. I looked out the window to see two men in black, one with a face mask and one without. My heart nearly dropped when I noticed it was the same guy who sold me the phone a few days back. But how did he find me? I remember ensuring that no one was following us home that day. The cops arrived a few minutes later, followed by my mom. We told them everything and even gave them the contact information used to communicate with the guy on the day of the exchange, including the phone. Turns out the phone was used to get my location through Find My iPhone. It was never confirmed if the phone was stolen or not, but I later destroyed it. And I went to buy a new one a month and a half later. I haven't used Craigslist ever since. Hello, everyone. Stormy here. I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, make sure to like, follow, and share. So that the terror may grow. If you would like to see more from us, please consider heading over to YouTube and subscribing to the official Scary Stories for the Rain channel. There we will post all of the horrifying tales, as well as some content not able to be contained by this audio platform. And if you have any stories of yours you would like me to read, you can submit those stories by email, which will be in the description below. Thank you all so much for your continued support, and I hope to see you in the next tale. If we all survive...